Hi, I'm Pawi, and you're listening to Rappler Podcasts. You're listening to Hustles Inside the Industry, where we talk to professionals and find out how they got here, why they're doing what they do, and what it takes to do it. This is Pawi. And this is Tristan. We're part of the Rapper Hustle team. So today, joining us are Patty Lapus and Mara Marcigan. So they are filmmakers and members of the Inter Guild Alliance. So welcome, Patty and Mara. Hi, everyone. Hello. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> yeah, so technicalities first. Can you tell us more about the Inter Guild Alliance and what do you do? So Mara and I are um, members of the Inter Guild Alliance, which is a collective of various groups from the film, TV, and advertising industry. I am a line producer, uh, producer. I represent the alliance of producers, line producers, and production managers. Um, we also have in our group um, members from the Directors Guild of the Philippines, Lupon ng mga Pilipinong, Cinematografico, Production Design Technical Working Group, TV and Film Screenwriters Collective, Soundspeed Philippines, uh, Philippine, Filipino Film Editors, and Mara. Yeah, so I'm part of the Guild for Assistant Directors and Script Supervisors, and also representing the Kapisana ng mga Assistant Directors for Para sa Patalastas, which is basically the Assistant Directors in the Advertising Industry. Okay, awesome. So pretty much a well-rounded group you have and uh, two uh, diverse representatives. So for our listeners out there, these past episodes, we've been exploring how different industries are adapting to a post-pandemic future. We've covered food, fashion, fitness. This time, we go into film production and video production in general. Because of the recent publishing of these new Interguild Alliance protocols, so before we get into that, first, let me ask you two, where were each of you in terms of your projects when lockdown was imposed and how did that affect them? Uh, I was supposed to be doing, uh, we were in pre-production for a short film uh, for one of, uh, one of the more famous actors here in the Philippines. He was going to launch his directing um it was his going to be his directing debut so we were in the middle of i'm not (laughs) sure if i can name (laughs) because he doesn't want people to know that he's doing it yet but we were in the middle middle of doing pre-production for that um and then well we were scheduling oculars and all that and then we were supposed to go to cebu for a separate project, uh, for a commercial naman. So like we were scheduled, I think, to go to Cebu mga March 13. And then they said that, oh, we're postponing it kasi uh, all flights are canceled for now. So maybe we can reschedule it for the following week. <laughs> so, well, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Two months later. And on my end, sobrang malas. Uh, I was supposed to film, to do a film to be shot in Hong Kong. And then I was also supposed to do a film to be shot in Thailand. Oh, Automatically, oh those are gosh. all um, not happening, at least 
most likely within the year because wala nang wala pang international travel right now. Uh, and with how things are happening in Hong Kong, it's really going to be very um, problematic. But of course, uh, you know, we we feel also bad about what's happening there and they're going through their own struggles. So, but production-wise, nothing's happening. If anything, right now, it's all about doing pitches online, um, monitoring yung mga writers namin who were supposed to be writing. Parang sila na lang nagtatrabaho at this time. Um, uh, nothing has gone yet into any pre-production because any any um, productions we may have greenlit before the quarantine, we now have to renegotiate in terms of budget because of the new protocols. One thing that could have been worse than that, Patty, is if you were in the middle of production. Abroad. <laughs> Actually, I had a problem with that because I went to Taiwan um, just in time for them to issue the ban. To Taiwan, oh. but there was a like a week or so that they issued. So I was I was stuck in Taiwan, and ang nangyari pa, my flight was ten fifty five. At eleven p.m., they issued a no fly back and forth to from Taiwan. So I was stuck in in Taiwan, and then I couldn't get a flight back. Tapos, but no, the government in Taiwan was like way, way ahead of us in mm-hmm. terms of mm-hmm. um, making all these precautions. Yeah, they're they're actually like, ano diba, one of the one of the praised countries when it comes to handling. Yeah, we were there. Yeah, and we were there February. Tapos lahat ng ano, uh, everybody was already wearing masks. Uh, people were already practicing social distancing. Uh, all the inst- all the institutions had thermal checks and sanitizers everywhere. So clearly, like you had to pivot. How did this idea to come up with a committee, this um, I don't know, task force for the arts, come about? An intensive task force. I think the the yung form ng IJ was was very organic uh, when we started getting all of these mga, um, guidelines from foreign production. Everyone started sharing and um, organic lang din yung discussion about are these applicable to the Philippines? Parang this part in there, this part all, maybe this part we can modify. And then it then became, you know, regular Zoom meetings and then <laughs> Nag-usap-usap na kami parang, uy, anong ginag- pinag-usapan niyo sa PD? Tapos ito sila mara, sa, sa ADs, ito yung mga pinag-usapan namin. I have the signed <laughs> document here. It's 38 pages. So obviously, <laughs> we're, we're not going to be going over uh, even half of this. But I did also want to ask, how did you ensure that all these different facets of the film industry were properly represented? I believe the first meeting, it was really about, uh, oh, maybe you can invite somebody you know who's an AD or a PD, ganyan, and then let's just talk about what we can do to protect ourselves. And then eventually, we tried to cover all our bases. So, of course, we had to tap into the post-production, the sound, uh, and then eventually we had or we, we were trying to look for uh, who could be representative for the actors, 
but since we couldn't um, get in touch with anybody who's part of the of uh, who's representing the actors guild what we did was we contacted the managers and then the managers naman parang um, gave us a connection to the producers uh, the PMPPA tapos ayun na parang it just kind of you know very organic sprouting about hey we want to be part of this we want to contribute we want our department to be heard so we want to be present in the creating of this document we made sure now we were able then to um align with the producers since they're the ones get giving and securing financing for production we also want to know that as workers these are the protocols that will make us feel safe and shoot but what is your limit then about how much can you afford to give to productions that you will do so there was that uh, collaboration. It's really a, a good team up, naman. Given how many parties were involved, it's actually surprising that you got anything done. But you know, it's <laughs> this is this is the this is the beauty the of, of Zoom. Yeah, the magic of Zoom, <laughs> and you know, uh, for for what it's worth, like the true sense of community that I've been personally feeling um, in these trying times, especially when it comes to the Philippine film industry. Um, so now I want to dig into the protocols. I hope throughout this conversation, let's let's stick mostly to the act of production, aka um, the being on set process, right? Because that's that's the most immediate impact uh, with this pandemic. Um, the first things that stood out to me were the measures that affected production, especially things like crew sizes, um, even down to the specific kinds of personnel and as well the scheduling. So care to highlight some of the key measures that you've taken? I think the most um, glaring difference with uh, all the other guidelines that were released prior was for us, we are recommending a 70 people maximum on set, on location. Um, We feel that the recommended 50, which also came from foreign productions, cannot be easily adaptable in the Philippine context because the abroad because they're encouraged to self-drive and they're able to because one they can afford cars and there are ample spaces for parking and all of that when they do location shooting. But for here cause mahirap yung parking um and in San ano, Hindi rin afford naman talaga ng tao, ng lahat to, to have cars and to drive themselves to the workplace. So production really has to provide for transportation for everyone. And that's automatically parang 10 drivers at least. Plus you have pa, um, local government officials who will um, watch over you or uh, supervise you when you're on location in their church. So makain agad just the tao and the 50 will be really restricted. So we uh, recommended them. Yeah, when they opened up for uh, Department of Labor, when they opened up um, businesses, they actually said that it should be at 50% capacity. So we ha- we went through several discussions about that. We took into consideration references from the different guilds and why they need this certain number. Um one of the things also that uh, came about was the moving of the working hours to 12 hours if there is uh, 
pre-set up or pre-lighting the day before, but without pre-lighting or pre-set up, it'll be at 14 hours. I'm sure you know how the hours yes. are here. Um, yes, it's so funny because 12 hours is supposed to be <laughs> that's yes. supposed to be um, the standard, no? Chipawi um, had um, shoots abroad. I was mostly based in yeah. New York. Yes, and to add like, to, to what Mara was saying, that we want that 12 hours to start from the first person on set until daylight, which is the last person out. Meron kasi yung productions na magsa-start lang ng counting kapag nag-start na mag-grind or mag-shoot. Tapos, tapos na yung count kapag nagpa-pack up na. But you have people working even before you start shooting and after. Yeah, so yun, that's one of the things that we we are really looking forward to. Uh, not only because, I mean, that's the international standard. Actually, people work less uh, abroad. But it's also because we have to protect the people uh, and make sure that their immune systems are functioning at its highest capacity. I mean, you, you hear about uh, people who work in the audiovisual community who have not slept since they started. So that's really something that we are encouraging people and we are supporting people to be able to do. It's very important now in, this, in the midst of this pandemic. Because in a way, it's like been normalized. Like I came from advertising too, so parang it's like the perception that if you're in this industry, ah, okay, you work at night, you work twenty-four hour shifts, so ah, normal lang yun. But now you have to put things in perspective. Na what the normal has been, it's not anymore applicable. It shouldn't have been normal in the first place because we were forced to evolve given the pandemic. Si Paolo Villaluna, he was quoted saying that there are some silver linings to these guidelines because. These are guidelines that have that should have been implemented even before. He's one of the main signees on this. Correct, correct. He's a representative from DGPI. And to add also, um, we are recommending a strict 12-hour turnaround minimum. Kung end ka ng shoot ng 12 midnight, hindi ka pwede mag-call time ng 6 a.m. the following day. Because we also want, as Mara said, that everyone gets enough rest. And I think with, with, with guidelines like these, nakikita talaga what should have been in place na way before. And then people were really being stretched when it comes to working long hours and all of that. I don't mean to bring up bad memories, but I feel like in the wake of um, Eddie Garcia's tragic incident, no, it that really became apparent that things needed to change. No? Correct. Except Paramount concern of health and safety so now it becomes a necessity too yeah it's a very exciting time it's high time and something that i also quickly noticed reading this is this pod system you have um for our listeners out there this is not podcast there is a pod system method uh that is prescribed in this document can you please elaborate what exactly is that yeah, so for the pod system, we actually got the initial idea from the Lionsgate document. So we were scouring talaga high and low for different protocol documents that the other countries have been doing because they're really way more advanced than we are. So when we came upon the Lionsgate document, which is so comprehensive and was explaining the use of the pod system, we thought that it would be applicable also to our setting with some of some adjustments 
based on us being a third world country and having a lot more people on set. So the idea of the pod system is that everybody is assigned a certain pod. So for example, the production design team will have their pod, the video village will have their pod, producers will have their pod, um, and then you have the active set, which is basically where everybody who is uh, key or essential personnel will have to converge or will have to meet up um, where the action takes place, basically. But the idea is that only certain people can cross pods. We don't want the usual na everybody uh, being able to access all areas at all times. Since um, we are in the midst of a pandemic, we want to limit the, the connection. We want to limit the interaction of everybody. Having this pod system will actually set a space, a specific and assigned space for each personnel in the production. The people um, who are not necessary to go to any other pods will be able to keep um, their safety intact as long as their pod is not infected. This also helps in contact tracing because as soon as a person gets infected, the, the production has to be able to trace who, who this person interacted with, um, where did this person get it, what did this person touch, what did this person, uh, who did this person talk to. With the use of the pod system, it will be easier to pinpoint that, knowing that this person can only access certain pods at a certain time. But of course, um, there are extra, extraordinary circumstances that will entail certain personnel to have to go through all the pods. And this is what we discussed also in the IGA, that the producers, um, if absolutely necessary, and if they have, and of course, exercising caution, will have the opportunity to monitor still the whole production fully. Yeah. Of course, though you're trying to separate things, like keep things contained, there should be also a form of synchronicity. So, yeah. Yes. We, yes. We, yeah, we get that. So, yung communal buffet, di ba? <laughs> yeah, actually, that's, pinatanggal talaga yung ano. Pinatanggal talaga yeah, that says yung it, that says it here. catering. Yeah. yeah. We, we want everything Page individually. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Malalimit na rin yung unnecessary loitering on set. Kaya we really are pushing for this pod system. Yeah, speaking of um, like managing crews and talent, like I know abroad, like I think the BBC, they mentioned uh, they want to resume productions, but all the actors, kailangan, dito lang kayo. You, you will be quartered sa venue na to. You can't leave. So can you tell us more about um, those kinds of um, measures when it comes to actors and, and talent? Uh, what we want to um, impose, well, well, what we recommend and encourage is having a closed system when it comes to doing production. Before kasi, mahilig mag-segue, it's, it's a colloquial term, mag-segue yung mga tao from one production to another in between depending on the schedule. So you can be shooting one production today and then dahil yung next shoot mo pa is two days later, you can sneak in another project in between. Just, of course, to, to make ends meet and all of that. But this, um, this kind of system, one, gives workers less time to rest. 
because you're shuffling from several projects at a time. And two, it'll be more difficult for contact tracing and might be more prone to um, cross-contamination kapag meron palang asymptomatic or may infections from another suit. It can easily be transferred to another kapag naglalagari yung natao. Um, when it comes to um, uh, actors, I believe productions now are pushing for a uh, locked-in shoot, meaning they will house you uh, days before uh, the first day of shooting. I think some even as far as yung 14-day quarantine, quarantine. So you're already there on location, probably in a hotel or an Airbnb. And then, mag-shoot kayo for two weeks, tasaka sila i-release kayo to, to do another, to take a break for two weeks para naka-self-quarantine. Tasaka kayo i-aan ulit, ilalock in ulit. But of course, you recognize that not all productions can afford um, lock-in. So that that will be very difficult for um, independent uh, productions, I think. Someone joked na this is the time for like locked-in romances. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, in, we're, we're making a revision to the document. So yung, um, inayos namin yung diagram, what Mara was discussing earlier about the pathways for the pod system. We, we fixed the, the diagram a bit. Um, we'll, we'll make a release of it soon. Um, but we also clarify that when it comes to actors, um, since magkakaroon na ng limitations for close proximity scenes, we were also recommending na pwede yeah. sigurong may exemption kung real-life couple sila or um, they're an actual family or they can be friends uh, that are quarantined together. So, pwede sila for close proximity scenes. But of course, under the discretion of the actors involved, if they are comfortable with having those kinds of scenes, then they're, they're free to do so. But they're also free to refuse kung feeling nila their health can be compromised. Okay, so that's what we needed to hear, that our love themes are safe. <laughs> In fact, yeah. Mara, you were going to add? What, what's good din kasi is that we also have writers on board in creating the protocol document because I mean we can't uh, we can't keep on changing these stories if it was already pre-written by the writers. But it, it the writers are very open-minded and they're actually very challenged to think of ways and means to be able to create stories. Uh, and express them in a different manner and be able to tell them in a different manner that will protect and keep the safety of our actors on set still. Right. It's, it's a tangent, but I'd like to mention that like during the lockdown, you know normal people, you know the show, normal yes, people. Yes, yes, yes. came out, right? This, um, I think the cast was interviewed and, they, and then they said, oh, we can't shoot these scenes anymore. Because it's, it's known to be very intimate. Like the scenes, mm-hmm. they really used uh, Intimacy coordinator, kasi parang sabi nila, mm-hmm. here right now we can't do that those things anymore, kasi kira under the new situation. So pano rewrite na? 
Yeah, a lot of the a lot of the writers are actually thinking of uh, new ways and means to get us to fall in love amid social distancing. <laughs> <laughs> Un- unconfined cinema. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Correct. I mean, there are there are a number of ways to do storytelling. Kaya talagang uh, the, the writers are working hand in hand with directors and producers now to to be more creative in in getting you know the story told. Just because the limitations sa intimate scenes or crowd scenes, it doesn't necessarily have to also limit your storytelling. I think this conversation is flowing perfectly because now we're really talking about big picture. Now it we we can't really isolate the conversation anymore to just what happens on set. It seems that ever since the start of this interview, we've already referenced that there needs to be a top-down. Um, approach even all the way up to the studios even to the investors and i've all i've we've heard this conversation also over in hollywood the the formula right now is more or less for every five production days when you enforce their current protocols it's probably an extra day no so that means an increase in finance probably i'm sure it balances out because it's a smaller crew what will change then about the overall process down to the writing and the financing uh, for future productions to comply with this? Well, um, estimate right now is the need for an additional 30% to the budget. So it, it's a big chunk. Um, um, for these would be independent filmmakers who are already, as you said, working on very small budgets. Um, fear namin is a lot of the new filmmakers who are just starting out. So it might be especially hard for them to get the financing that they need. Marami pa naman tayong mga local film festivals that work on um, small grants. So, sila mahihirapan. It's a known problem na many films they have to go on streaming or they have to uh, really make it big to make up the budget so i think I, I i think that's like a problem of many in the industry right now since uh the producers nga are projecting like a 30% increase in budget what we're expecting also is the skill of the workers uh have to be leveled up as well since we're li- we're limiting the number of people who are going to come on set or, or going to participate in productions to make um, the money of the producers work for its own, we have to be able to hire people who know what they're doing and who are skilled enough to uh, operate a production with minimal supervision. So we've, we've talked about like seeing the demand, putting these um, procedures, these guidelines in place. So. I just want to ask, like, have you already practiced these guidelines? Um, have are there any rolling projects that you're already using this system? Some members of our guilds uh, have actually started small projects. They have not been able to implement everything in the document yet, uh, since it's really merong merong isang AD shadow yung AD VTR man. Really, really, really small projects. But they since there have been a lot of support, uh people have sent in their comments and questions and 
clarifications for the document and they have shown support for the document. Right now, it's still to be tested in a larger scale, but we see great progress with their stories about practicing social distancing and then making sure that their actors are protected at all costs. There's a good feeling that it is possible that this document will be able to hold itself on its own. But again, we still have to see how it goes as we progress. I mean, the, the pod system is, is a new concept, but it's a good thing that everyone is willing to try it out. And we're also on the lookout for any updates on the virus and um, new information on how to keep ourselves safe and healthy is a work in progress. That's why, as Mara said, we are taking as much feedback from everyone and hopefully we can also uh, improve the document. What about advertising? Have Has ad production already started? Because at least for us over here at Rappler, um, we've, we're still very much in uh, Skype mode, if you will, now with our shoots. Actually, I've not heard of any film shoots that have resumed. It's mostly the advertising ones. If you notice, um, there's a gas brand that released recently. So there one there are some of the few ones who actually started shooting as soon as the modified ECQ was approved. So it's mostly the advertising that are actually working now rather than the film and television. Um, also because there were a lot of projects that were awarded before the pandemic happened and it was just postponed. So they have to resume immediately because some of the contracts won't be binding after a certain time anymore. I think for films, the earliest maybe be around end of July or August, September. Nothing within the month at the very least. What kind of films? Are we still talking about your usual festival indies here for Metro Manila or... Uh, what kind of films are we talking about? The I think for now, a lot of projects are mostly straight to platform. Cinemas are closed right now. And producers are very concerned also in terms of their return of investment. Um, and it doesn't seem very likely that people will be going to theaters anytime soon, even if they open within the year. Ang mga, nang, ang mga pinapitch sa amin recently, yung mga pwede gawin via Zoom, yung mga pwedeng minimal crew, one location lang. So, um, in a, naging medyo small scale yung mga pinapisap na concept because meron ng mga protocols na kailangan gastusan. It's nice in a way that if we get to practice these protocols, these guidelines, even after the pandemic, they're already in place and there's already proof that these can work for so long. Uh, this, these are the things that, that we've been looking for like in the film industry. To quote ano, Paolo Villaluna, it tangentially professionalizes the industry. Because we've long wanted yes. to have limits to working hours. We, we've long wanted to have mandatory insurances when we're in production. And we've long wanted to have those turnaround times those we didn't have because before, but because now everyone needs to be healthy. 
for productions to even finish. So, kailangan na siya implement. So, hopefully, after even after the pandemic, it's, it's still going to be in place and there's more um, regard for health and safety when it comes to the workers. So, on that note, we're, we're ready to wrap up here. Any last bits of advice from both of you, Myra and Patty, um, for b- both for current colleagues, you know, who are who are getting very anxious, and also for those aspiring filmmakers out there, any last bits of advice for them to uh, participate in what's otherwise an already exclusive industry? Actually, I think a lot of people are getting frustrated because a lot of people want to start doing their films, uh, get to watch new TV shows, get out and about in the advertising world. I know it's frustrating for everybody, but uh, if there is one thing that we prioritized in creating this document is that we want to ensure that everybody, first and foremost, will be safe and will be healthy. Um, (laughs) Quoting Paolo Villaluna again, the stories will always be there. We will always find ways and means to tell these stories. But our lives and the people we live with and the lives of the people around us are as important as that as well. So uh, we have to make sure that we are safe first, our community is safe first, and then we have to be responsible and make sure that everything that we are doing will be for the benefit of the industry. So uh, we're encouraging everybody to um, really reflect on what needs to be done so that we can keep the industry and the community growing. But we want people also to be aware of the changes that are forthcoming. Yes, you know, if anything good has happened from this pandemic, it was able to unite the communities. The fact that we have over 500 names attached to the IGA proposal, uh, I think that really speaks a lot. We have an entire community from TV, film, and advertising who are working together to ensure the health and safety of everyone. And hopefully, if we continue working together, um, even after the pandemic, we can, as Mara said, to uplift the industry as a whole. A positive and bright future awaits, and we have the people right here to pave it for us. So thank you so much, Mara and Patty, for joining us. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for listening. If you haven't already, please stay tuned to Hustles Inside the Industry on Spotify, Apple, Google, or wherever you find your podcasts. Bye, guys. Stay safe. Bye. Bye, Take care. Oh, and before you go, if you or anyone you know is a professional in a bold and exciting industry, we'd love to hear all about it. Email us at hustle at rappler.com, H-U-S-T-L-E at rappler.com for your chance to be the next guest here on Inside the Industry.